Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. And today we're going to be looking at the book of Joel. I have in my hand a copy of a five-part, five-hour series on Joel entitled Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord. This is a must-study. We're going to listen to a portion of the second in this five-part series, God's Jealousy for His Land. You'll need to understand the day of the Lord, that phrase introduced by the prophet Joel, because it is a major phrase used in Bible prophecy for the end times. Now, that's why we want you to take a moment to listen to our study on the book of Joel. If you have the time right now, study with us, and then we'll tell you how you can get your own copy of Joel's journal on the day of the Lord. Let's listen. Chapter 17. We see him already promises in chapter 15. Chapter 17. Chapter 17, verse 1. And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, 99, the Lord appeared to Abram, and he said unto him, I am the Almighty God, <laughs> El Shaddai, as Jesus standing at Hebron. I really did get unbelievably wild at that moment. He stood there in a pre-incarnate appearance, El Shaddai. Look at verse 8. And I will give unto thee and unto thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God, an everlasting possession as long as I am. This land will be theirs. But then he confirmed it to Isaac. Go to the 26th chapter of the book of Genesis. 26th chapter. This is the son. See, this is the son of promise. This is the line of promise, not the line of Ishmael, but the line of promise. He's going to give Ishmael a piece of real estate. It's called Arabia or Saudi Arabia today. 25th chapter explains that. Verse 17 and 18. But look at chapter, <clears throat> chapter 26, verse 2. And the Lord appeared unto him. This is El Shaddai. How do I know? Because Exodus chapter 6 told us that. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all of these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Now he's setting the line of Abraham, which will receive this promise. Go to the 35th chapter of the book of Genesis. You see, I'm doing this for a reason, folks. I'm taking you to the scripture. I could quote the scripture. I could tell you where it was. A lot of you are not taking notes. So I'm going to make you read it. Because I want this in your computer. I want it through your eye gate. You're getting it through your ear gate when you listen to me. I want you to read it with your eye gate. And if you take notes, you get it through your touch gate. So you get it into your computer. So you're developing a worldview. Why is what's going on in Israel happening? Because it's his land. He's the possessor of the land. And he'll give it to whom he pleases. The 35th chapter, verse 9. Chapter 35, verse 9. And God appeared, this is El Shaddai, unto Jacob again when he came out and he blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall, be called, shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. 32nd chapter, he changed his name and he called his name Israel. Verse 11, and God said unto him, I am God Almighty, El Shaddai. Be fruitful and multiply a nation and a company of nations shall be 
of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. Verse 12, and the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed after thee will I give the land. He's confirming it. It's to Abraham, but not through Ishmael, through the line of Isaac, and then to Jacob. That's who he's promised to give the land at. He possesses the land. He makes the promise to give the land. And how long is it for? Forever. That's what he said, forever. Even, even if the Jews are disobedient, even if they reject Jesus Christ, yes. 28th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, you don't obey me. I'll scatter you to the four corners of the earth. I'll make you a proverb in the lips of the world. I'll persecute you. I'll make you live as in fear and trembling. You don't obey me. You know there's a monument to the fulfillment of that prophecy? It stands in Rome, Italy. It's right next door to the ruins of the Colosseum. It's called the Arch of Titus. General Titus' father, who was the Roman emperor, when General Titus of the Roman army destroyed the temple, devastated the city, and dispersed the Jews to the four corners of the earth, fulfilling Deuteronomy 28. They erected the Arch of Titus. You ever go to Rome, go touch it. That's the fulfillment, the tangible evidence, monument of the fulfillment. Go to the 30th chapter now of the book of Deuteronomy. Look what he says. Look at the promise he gives. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Got to show you this. Deuteronomy chapter 30. After he tells them all that's going to happen, verse 1. And it shall come to pass, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curses which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, when they're scattered out there, whether the Lord thy God hath driven thee, and shall return unto the Lord thy God, thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I commanded thee this day, thou and thy children and all thy heart with all of thy soul, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity or return you back to the land and have compassion over thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations, whether the Lord thy God has scattered thee. If any of thine be driven out unto the utmost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it. Thou shalt possess it. You know what that is called? I got a King James Bible, glory to God, a King James Schofield Bible, hallelujah. And it's called the Palestinian Covenant. And I wish that they would have never put that word in there. There's nothing in the scriptures, not one word in the scriptures, that recognizes that at the Palestinian Covenant. We call it the Abrahamic Covenant, the Davidic Covenant, and the Palestinian Covenant. Don't you dare use that term anymore. It is not the Palestinian Covenant, it is the land covenant. The word Palestine is never used in the Bible. <gasps> Brother DeYoung, we were reading through Joel. I'm glad you did. Go back to Joel chapter 2. I'm glad you did. Uh, chapter 3, rather. Chapter 3. Joel chapter 3. Or, Yea, and what have ye to do with me, O Tyre and Sidon, and all the coast of Palestine? There it is. I thought you said the word Palestine is never used in the Bible. 
I said the word Palestine is never used in the Bible. And what I meant by that is the original Bible. Not some man's commentary. <gasps> because the word is not Palestine. In Hebrew, the word is Philistith. And always translated Philistia or Philistine. Never Palestine. You know where the word Palestine came from? Hadrian, the Roman emperor, 132 A.D., wanted to destroy the Jewishness of the land. And he called it Palestine. And the interpreters of the King James Bible, don't you get upset with me if you're a King James only. I only use the King James. I'm not a King James only. I don't believe it's the inspired word of God. Please excuse me. But I guarantee you that word should not have been trans, uh, translated Palestine. The only reason they did it was because that's what it was called at that time. I'm so tired of reading some godly men who write commentaries and talk about the nation of Palestine. My King James Schofield Bible in the back has maps of Palestine. The word should not be Palestine. God calls the name of the land the name is supposed to be called. Never is the word Palestine. Am I chasing a rabbit? You better believe it. Am I doing it on purpose? Yes, I am. You want to see what God calls the land? Go to Matthew chapter 2 just for a second. Matthew chapter 2. Remember Joseph and Mary and the newborn babe Jesus had been taken or had been told to go into Egypt. Matthew chapter 2. Let me show you something here. And the angel of the Lord appears unto Joseph, and he's going to tell him to go back to live in the land. Verse 20, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel. Hmm. I guess God didn't want it called Palestine. I guess he wanted to call it Israel. Look at verse 21. And he arose and he took the little child, the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. That's the only name for the land in the whole New Testament. It's called Israel, not Palestine. And so I'm sorry that Joel's translators put the word Palestine. It should have been Philistia. It should have been that area where the Philistines live on the Mediterranean coast, the western section of modern-day Israel. It's not a Palestinian covenant. It is a land covenant. And God has promised the land, the permanence of the possession of the land to the Jewish people forever. It's not my decision. It's not my political approach to it. It's not my love for the Jew that causes this. It's what the Word of God says. And who made the decision? Who said that this was going to happen? Jesus Christ. If you're going to say it belongs to somebody else, you are in the face of Jesus Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? In fact, he tells those Edomians, the Edomites, he said, look, it's blasphemy against me. If you try to take my land away from the people I gave it to. God's jealousy for his land is evident not only in the book of Joel, but throughout the entire word of God. Isn't it interesting that word jealousy in the Hebrew, speaking of aggressive possessiveness, that's God's jealousy for his land, an aggressive possessiveness. It's his land, and he can give it to whom he pleases.
This is a must study in your study of prophecy, Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord. That's the title of this five-part, five-hour series on the little Old Testament prophetic book of Joel. Why don't you call right now, 8-Prophecy-8, 877-674-3298. Now, that's a toll-free number, so you can call and purchase your copy of Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord. Or you can go to our website and make your purchase. The address is www.prophecytoday.com. Thank you so very much for taking a moment or two to take a look at the book with us. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to remind you everything we've been studying in this short time together is evidence that Jesus Christ could come at any moment to call us up to be with him. Having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...